this is Dorian from Wisconsin, and it's about three hours after the game, <laughs> and I'm still uh, <laughs> still struggling. But, okay, so the worst part about the loss, outside from having to make this call, um, is that we didn't get a chance to see either of these great quarterbacks have a game-winning drive. So, like, if the Packers would have lost, because Tom Brady drove the Bucks down the field and made a game-winning score, or if they would have lost because Aaron Rodgers failed to drive down the field to make a game-winning score, that would have been an easier pill to swallow because at least we would have gotten to see what happened. Um, but now I'm just kind of wondering what if and replaying all the miscues and mistakes and bad decisions that went on throughout the game over and over, and it's uh, it's torturous. <laughs> Um, but as a man of my word, I just have to say, hey, hey, Tampa Bay, the Bucks know how to shine. Hey, hey, Tampa Bay, the Bucks know how to shine. Okay, that's it, whatever. <laughs> um, uh, good luck in the Super Bowl. Enjoy these next two weeks. Um, and I'll be talking to you guys. Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome back to the Locked On Bucks podcast. I am James Yarko, joined on a Tuesday episode by David Harrison. You can find everything we're doing over at BucksNation.com and make sure you follow along on Twitter at Locked On Bucks. At Jarko underscore Bucks at D Harrison eighty two and at Bucks underscore Nation would like to welcome in all of our returning listeners as well as all of you just finding us because well you just can't get enough Buccaneers talk as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are heading to Super Bowl fifty five and hey shout out to Dorian a stand up Packers fan true to his word he had called in saying that the Bucks had no chance of beating Aaron Rodgers and the Packers in Green Bay. And uh, we made a little wager with him, David, and he was the one that had to pay up, and he had to call back in and sing the praises of the Buccaneers. I get it, Dorian. That, that's that's a tough loss for anyone. Uh, that's rough. I, don't, I don't envy anyone in that position. I've been there. I have had to to be consoled by the pastor of my church as I watched the Burt Emanuel catch no catch go down against the Rams in the basement of that church during a youth group event. The pastor mm-hmm. even set up a TV for me because he knew how much I loved the Buccaneers. And, uh, you know, it, he was an Eagles fan. So then he, he had to console me after his Eagles beat the snot out of the Bucks a few years later. So I don't envy your position, and I think Aaron Rodgers is going to get back to the big dance before too long. But somebody else, David, that is true to their word is the host of Locked On Packers Beat, Peter Bukowski, who has called back in uh, as he said he would. So, David, let's go ahead and fire up that voicemail. Hey, guys, this is Peter calling from uh, making plans to go to Mexico because uh, the Packers are not going to the Super Bowl. I was wrong about the game. I thought Green Bay would win. Green Bay thought they would win. And that sucks. And it sucks that Tom Brady is going to the Super Bowl again, but um, he had a great first half. And they did enough 
in the second half to win. So with that, you guys were right. I appreciate all the back and forth with Bucks fans this week. And I will say, just to show that I'm a good sport, fire them cannons. Peter, thank you very much. I, I listened to Peter's Monday episode of Locked on Packers, and uh, that was that was a tough show. That was a tough show for him to get through, but he did an absolutely fantastic job. Matt from Morvin, Georgia, a regular caller here. He called in, and Peter, again, a man of his word, played Matt's voicemail on uh, on that episode, and it was it was fantastic because you know Matt he he had fun with the trash talk, but he also kept it respectful, gave the Packers their credit. It just wasn't their time this year. And and Peter, the one thing I'm going to disagree with you about is that no, it does not suck that Tom Brady is going to another Super Bowl because he's doing it in the red and pewter. All right, moving on, David. Uh, let's go ahead and kick this episode off. Uh, the Bucks are officially playing the Kansas City Chiefs. That game was still going on as we recorded yesterday. Uh, the revenge tour potentially can continue here. You know, the, the Bucks go up against the Saints. They were 0-2 on the season. Everybody said they couldn't beat them in the playoffs. Sean Payton had their number, Drew Brees, yada, yada, yada. Um, another chance at redemption here for a regular season loss where Tyreek went over 200, uh, over 200 yards and got two touchdowns in the first quarter. And then the Bucks managed to only lose by a field goal. So what do you think of the matchup? You know, we're going to dive into it, but, you know, just quick blurb. What, what do you think about this uh, Super Bowl 55 pairing of Brady versus Mahomes, Bucks versus Chiefs? Yeah, I mean, right off the top, I mean, it's, you know, if, if you have to pick who the best quarterback is in the AFC, it's, it's Patrick Mahomes. You know what I mean? And the most important position on a football team is the quarterback. So, when you're, when you're talking about championship matchups, you want to face the best, beat the best, so that you can unequivocally say that you are the best. So if you're the Buccaneers, this is the matchup you wanted um, for that reason and then for the quote-unquote revenge reason as well. Uh, you know, just like the Saints learned, you know, winning in the regular season is great, but you got to pull it off in the postseason for it to really count. Nobody cares about what happened in week one or week nine uh, or even later. And then, and then going into Green Bay this last weekend, nobody cares what happened in week six either. You got to do it in the postseason or it doesn't count. So – that's what that's what's on the table. Me personally, I would have rather see the Bills. Um, you know, those those of our listeners who have been listening for a while know that I lived in New York for a little while, and uh, I know a lot of Bills fans. You know, I mean, I have a lot of friends that are Bills fans, so it would have been nice to see them celebrate even more. They've been celebrating all postseason, just like the Buccaneers fans have. And you know, most of them today are are just they're kind of at peace with it or whatever. They they like the trajectory that the Bills are are going on. But it would have been it would have been fun uh, seeing them celebrate a Super Bowl birth, and then you know celebrating uh, or, or watching the Buccaneers celebrate a Super Bowl win. Also, that was my prediction on Bucks Nation was Buccaneers and Bills, so it would have been nice to be right there, but I'll take the 50-50 uh, the split. All right, and uh, real quick, we're going to touch on some injury updates before we move on in this episode. There's nothing new on Antoine Winfield Jr. or Jordan Whitehead as of now, but Antonio Brown will play in the Super Bowl while Chiefs left tackle Eric Fisher tore his Achilles and will likely be replaced by right tackle Martinez Rankin. That certainly is going to play into the Bucks' favor when it comes to their pass rush, but there's two weeks until the game, and of course plenty can change between now and then. The only thing that we know for sure, David, is that Eric Fisher is out for the Super Bowl, and that could prove to be a huge blow to the Kansas City Chiefs offense. Coming up in 
segment two, we are going to dive into a couple of voicemails. David and I are going to give our best and worst of the week. Uh, but before we do that, of course, we have to give a shout out to one place that we love to go to, one place that we trust when it comes to all things bets, and that is, of course, betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code Locked On for your 50% welcome bonus. You have the NHL playing. MLB is still saying spring training will start on time. You have college basketball, the NBA. You have one game left in the NFL season, all kinds of prop bets and puppy bowl bets and all kinds of things going on for the Super Bowl. Uh, Peter Bukowski, who you just heard from, uh, has said that he's not sure that three and a half points, which is what the Chiefs are favored by, is going to be enough. So the doubt is already kicking in as to whether or not the Bucs can beat the Chiefs. Well, same thing happened against the Saints. The same thing happened against the Packers. I hope everybody picks the Chiefs to win this one. Keep telling Tom Brady what he can't do. But if you want to try to make a little extra scratch off that game, head to our friends over at betonline.ag. Again, that's promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Segment two, segment two here on Tuesday of the Locked On Bucks podcast. I'm not sure why I'm doing the segment intro. I'm the guest on today's episode. But if you want to get That's more sports, just like you did on this podcast, uh, but you want to get more in less time, check out the new Locked On Today podcast hosted by Locked On Packers host Peace Peter Bukowski, hosting a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories and analysis from your experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today. Wherever you get podcasts, James, I mentioned this on our Monday episode, but I was the first guest on the newly launched Locked On Today podcast as Peter and I talked a little bit about the Buccaneers and Green Bay Packers game. So any Buccaneers fans out there who want to hear a little bit of that conversation, go over and head head over and check out that show, and you'll hear that there. But we do have a lot of Buccaneers voicemails. You guys have really come through. We've already played a lot. We're going to continue to play them, and we've got two more to go right now. Hi, guys. JT from Texas. Great, great game. We're in the Super Bowl. Finally. This has been a long time coming. Super excited about it. Glad to see Mia back on the field. He looked great out there. I hate watching the, the safeties go out, but we had great rotation. Hopefully they get back. That's maybe that's something y'all talk about, how their injuries are. I was also wanting to talk about Tom Brady's stats this this uh off season. Is he how close is he to being the the Buccaneers leading quarterback in the playoffs? I I got him at nine hundred or one hundred ninety nine yards away from being the lead passer, and he's plus two touchdowns already in one season. It's just I'm just so excited about the win. Go Bucks! Bring it on home. Fire the cannon! Raise the flag. We did it, boys. No one else thought we would be here, but we're here. Everyone doubted us, but we did it. We're going home for the Super Bowl. We got a big game ahead of us with the Chiefs, but they tried to take it away from us before. We're not going to do it again. This is Tampa Bay. We're playing the Super Bowl at home. Our defense 
had a fantastic game, and I'm overwhelmed with emotion. I had to make this call in the morning because I was so pumped up last night, I couldn't even do it. But here we are, boys. The championship is ours to take at home. Go Bucks! All right, guys. Appreciate those calls. And, James, there were some questions in there specifically pertaining to one Tom Brady that I'm pretty sure you did a little bit of research on. Yeah, so I had um, you know, I had said when basically when the playoffs started that Tom Brady was going to break the record for most passing touchdowns in a game in Buccaneers postseason history. He does have the touchdown record. He broke that in the NFC Championship. And um, yeah, by my calculations, he is 199 yards away from being the all-time leading passer in Buccaneers postseason history um look i mean those weren't those weren't exactly difficult numbers to get to it took him one postseason to get there assuming he throws for 200 or more yards in the super bowl which i think is a pretty safe assumption but you take a look back at their history they didn't have too many quarterbacks play in multiple postseasons you had sean king make a run there they had trent dilfer start a couple of postseason games you had brad johnson for a couple of postseason runs uh you know mostly uh getting booted by the eagles until the super bowl run you had chris sims start a playoff game they lost to washington you had jeff garcia start a playoff game they lost to the giants and you had doug williams way back in in the 70s when the buccaneers were you know a three to one run to pass ratio granted that's a little bit of an exception when you talk about Doug Williams because of how good of a quarterback he was. But yeah, I mean, these were easily attainable numbers for Tom Brady, especially in his first postseason with the team. Yeah. Simultaneously impressive and really, really sad on another angle. Um, <laughs> but James, something that we didn't talk about yesterday for a myriad, a myriad of reasons, but mainly, I mean, what, well, one of the reasons we didn't want to get into the negativity, right? But there's obviously a downside to this game to talk about as well. And, you know, we wouldn't be us. We wouldn't be honest brokers if we weren't going to bring that up as well. So we're going to talk about our best and worst on today's episode. And let's go ahead and start it off with the best. I'm going to start it off with Showtime Sean, a nickname coined by Matt there in Mormon, Georgia. And I, and I absolutely love it. I mean, Sean Murphy Bunting has been absolutely crucial, critical, clutch, whatever you want to call it, in the playoffs. And I don't know if the Buccaneers are going to the Super Bowl. Sean Murphy Bunting hasn't been doing what he's been doing, to be quite honest with you. And, uh, you know, our friends over the Peter cast, I'm not sure if it was Brent or Ren Manning, the Twitter account during the NFC Championship game, but one of them, you know, kind of tweeted out something along the lines of, like, oh, all of a sudden now everybody loves Sean Murphy Bunting. And I basically came back and said, hey, bro, nobody cares about the regular season anymore. Like, regular season Sean Murphy Bunting can stay back there in the regular season. This is playoff Sean Murphy Bunting. This is showtime Sean. We got playoff Lenny. That's all anybody cares about right now. And you know what? When the championship DVD comes out, that's all that you're going to see as well. That's what history is going to remember. So that's my best is not only the nickname Showtime Sean, shout out to you, Matt, but also the fact that SMB has come up big in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, it's the same thing as playoff Lenny. Leonard Fournette right now is the better of the two running backs, and it's because he is balling out when it matters the most. Yeah, Like you said, nobody cares about regular season performances. Once you get in the playoffs, it's a whole new season, and it's about what are you doing for me right now. David, my best of the week is the big man, Vita Vea, coming back. It's not going to show up on the stat sheet, guys, but his very first snap of the game Jason Pierre-Paul comes screaming around the edge, gets a sack because of the force of Vita Vea right there in the middle, moving guys. And you saw him 
getting more and more snaps the later and later we got into the game, the more comfortable he was getting. And when he was in there, he was absolutely a wrecking machine, and he was creating opportunities for JPP, Shaq Barrett. The two of them combined for five sacks, just like the first time that the Bucks and the Packers played. The Bucks got to Aaron Rodgers five times on that occasion as well. And a lot of it had to do with what Vita Vea was doing in the middle of that defensive line and what he was doing to the middle of that pocket of the Green Bay Packers. What a way to come back when nobody thought he was going to. So tip of the hat, gold star to Mr. Vita Vea. David, uh, your worst should be as interesting as mine was not too long ago. <laughs> yeah, you had the uh, unfortunate pleasure of picking Chris Godwin as a worst, and I've got to throw it out there to Mike Evans. Eight targets, three catches, 51 yards, and a touchdown. Don't get me wrong, that touchdown is great and, and everything else. And it's very similar, actually. Mike Evans had a much better start to this playoff game than he did a finish, but he finished much, much worse than Chris Godwin did uh, coming up, basically responsible for multiple turnovers in this game. Um, yeah, it's, it's just rough. It was just rough. It was uncharacteristically rough. I mean, I don't know if I've ever seen Mike Evans have such a bad game and listen this isn't a guy that's completely devoid of, of drop problems like we've seen him drop passes before um, we've seen passes hit him in the hands and not bring him in but he's always done enough to make up for it and, and become known as one of the best wide receivers in the game for a reason and in this one I mean just as a, as the game went on and, and it got to clutch time or uh, crunch time he just he never shook it so hopefully he can shake it in the next two weeks uh, between that game and the Super Bowl but yeah, we, we hate to, to dwell on the negative when we're talking about a trip to the Super Bowl, but Mike Evans definitely not one of the brighter spots of this game. And my worst, I actually just kind of touched on it a second ago, uh, Ronald Jones. Leonard Fournette is the better running back for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers right now, and he is showing it. He is getting some chunk plays. He is turning nothing into 20-yard touchdown runs. Meanwhile, and I understand Ronald Jones is hurt, but we heard pregame from uh, Tom Pelissaro. We heard a pregame from Aaron Andrews on the Fox broadcast. Ronald Jones is much healthier than he was last week. You expect him to be a big part of that game and, and kind of regain his form that he had during the regular season. Uh, 10 carries, 16 yards, 1.6 yard per carry. Not a good performance by Ronald Jones. And I realize people are going to say, well, you know, we've seen him only get one yard here, two yards here, one yard here, and then he would break one off for 40. I understand that. But Ronald Jones didn't look like he was anywhere close to breaking anything off at any point in that game. That's why they kept going to Leonard Fournette despite his drop problem in the passing game. He was still making some big plays. And right now he is – the top dog in this one-two punch, and you just have to hope that it continues into the Super Bowl. Yeah, Ronald Jones definitely not firing on all cylinders on championship weekend, but we'll see what happens. He's going to go back to the drawing board. If you have something in your life, namely a car or a vehicle of some sort that's not firing on all cylinders, all you need to do is go to rockauto.com to get that thing under control. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models of vehicles, it's basically impossible for a storefront to stock all the parts you're ever going to need in their store. Why would you go and endure pointless and seemingly endless conversations and wait while the guy behind the counter orders the parts on his computer, choosing only the brands their warehouse happens to carry? Not to mention those chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers, whereas rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody, and they're always reliably low. 
rockauto.com always offers lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like the airlines do they have everything you'll need from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps motor oil and even new carpet whether it's for your classic or daily driver get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com Wrapping things up here on a Tuesday edition of the Locked On Bucks podcast in 2020 is mercifully over. It's time for a fresh start and a few more wins. Of course, David, if you are a fan of Tampa Bay sports, it's kind of hard to find a few more wins in there. They are rapidly becoming a title bay. But if you're betting this year and want more wins, listen to Locked On Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They are picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to Locked On Bets wherever you get your podcast. David, let's hit a couple more voicemails before we take a quick look around the rest of the league. Hey, this is Lance Bowles out of Virginia. Um, just want to say, David Harrison, you was right. Your books won. Looking forward to see how they do against the uh, Chiefs, this, you know, in the Super Bowl. So let's see what happens, man. I got my money on the Chiefs, though. Let's see. Yeah, I'm Jay. I'm 25. Uh, I live in San Antonio, Texas, and I'm a Bucks fan. Uh, my entire life, I've been watching these guys since the Mercer, Josh Freeman, Greg Schiano, uh failure Buccaneers, and it's finally time for all of it to come home to roost because. I told everyone this year that we were going to the Super Bowl. I never lost faith. I knew the entire time that our insane Devin White, Levante David defense, speeding around end-to-end, was going to bring Tom Brady, carry Tom Brady to his Super Bowl. So let's go, man. You know, David, I got tagged in a tweet from Tally Site. You know, we used to make all of our picks on Tally Site, and we were compared to other writers and other podcast hosts, and then – Somewhere around week 13, I forgot to keep doing it. But I was tagged. I was tagged in a tweet by them. And it said, shout out to these few people that predicted the Buccaneers to make it to Super Bowl 55, and then in parentheses, and win it all in the beginning of the season. And I am one of seven people, David. And I I would argue that I'm probably, you know, the most recognizable name on here, even ahead of Peter King. I mean, more people know me than know Peter King, right? That's a thing. Peter who? Peter, exactly. Who King? Yes, Peter King. <laughs> I, I don't know. I guess he used to work for Sports Illustrated or something. something. One of the yeah. greatest sports journalists of all time, whatever. Yeah, no big deal. Uh, but yeah. One of seven people to do this way back when we started with Tally Site. Uh, that was something I completely forgot had happened. And so I, I had to laugh at yeah, that. My tweet. new NFL new year's resolution will be to be better with tally site. Yeah. Yeah. Because we were doing pretty well there for a while. Yeah. Locked on bucks was consistently uh, up towards the top as far as picking games, but David, let's, let's take a quick spin around the NFL because there are some big stories and we just haven't been able to talk about them because the Bucs are still playing football, which is a very odd thing all the way into February. So we're going to take a look around the league as we wrap things up here, touch on some of the biggest stories, starting with Matthew Stafford, someone that you and I, you know, we both really liked him a lot for the Buccaneers, but they're all set at quarterback for the moment. It's too bad Stafford didn't play one more year and then decide to mutually part ways with the Detroit Lions and enter the trade 
market. But I think the most logical landing spot for Stafford is the Indianapolis Colts. They have plenty of cap room. They are built to win right now. They are a Matthew Stafford away from being able to run the AFC South. Uh, it really is a shame that the Detroit Lions wasted both Matthew Stafford and Megatron. Where do you see Stafford suiting up in 2021? Uh, I think the Colts are actually a really good option, but two other options I'm looking at as well are the Washington football team, because I think that when you're looking at that team and what Ron Rivera is looking to do, I feel like it's a situation where they're not going to want to trade up enough to be able to get one of these, you know, quote unquote, blue chip quarterbacks uh, to kind of kick things off. Alex Smith is is not a future quarterback. He might be a one-year quarterback or even two, maybe Uh, Taylor Heineke is not proven enough to hold that spot down. So I feel like Washington could be in the market for one of these quarterbacks that are being talked about. And Matthew Stafford is probably the cheapest one, uh, both from a salary cap situation and from a draft capital situation, as far as what you're going to give back for him. So it kind of leaves them in the position where they can add a franchise caliber quarterback, but also keep some of their draft capital to build up their team. However, I don't know if the Detroit Lions are really going to be too keen on keeping him in the NFC. So looking outside the Indianapolis Colts, I like the Denver Broncos. I think that when you look at what, uh, the Chargers are doing both with their roster and now with their coaching staff. The fact that their defense is going to be getting healthier next year. The fact that their rookie quarterback is now going to be a second-year quarterback with a lot of experience and a lot of talent. The Kansas City Chiefs are obviously on top there. And the Las Vegas Raiders look very, very threatening at times. The Denver Broncos have got to keep up or they're about to look down the barrel of a four-win season in 2021, uh, sticking with Drew Locke. And maybe it's not fair to Drew. You know what I mean? He needs more time. And the Broncos probably just can't give it to him. But the Denver Broncos are another team, I think, to look out for with Matthew Stafford moving forward. I actually really like both of those. Not as much as I like the fit in Indianapolis, but I think both of those are are really, really good uh, landing spots. I thought for sure you were going to throw a team at me that I just scoffed at because that's something that you like to do. Yes, I see um, on the script it says, David picks a team I will vehemently disagree with. I can't even say that word because that's what he does, and I'm offended by this. I took that personally, as the great MJ would say. <laughs> All right. Well, of course, nothing with Matthew Stafford is going to happen until the first domino falls and we have an answer to the Deshaun Watson drama. Now, look, this all of this to me is is one giant mess. But I think the biggest mistake going into all of this is telling Deshaun Watson he was going to be involved in the hiring process of a general manager and a head coach. I can understand telling your star quarterback, look, you know, we're going to ask for your input. We're going to ask for your opinion. But you don't make a player part of the search committee for the people that will come in and essentially be his bosses. That's just asking for trouble, and trouble is exactly what they've gotten in Houston now. Uh, You know, again, I understand weighing his opinion, and taking that into consideration when going through the options and going through your choices. But just because he is your franchise quarterback or soon to be was your franchise quarterback does not mean he needs to be involved in this process whatsoever. That was a horrendous mistake on the Texans part. And Deshaun, you know, obviously he wants out, you know, they trade away his best weapon for, you know, not even pennies on the dollar. And then uh, all of the botched GM and coaching search going on in Houston. But if I have to pick a landing spot for them, it's going to be the New York Jets. I think they have the capital to get it done. He's already mentioned that the Jets are a team he would like to go to, the big market, New York, the off-field 
marketing opportunities for him. Obviously, Miami is going to make a lot of sense. But I also think Houston is going to try really, really hard to pull a Brett Favre and send him to the NFC so that they don't have to potentially face him every single year. They would just have to face him every four years. And I could see the San Francisco 49ers being a really, really nice spot for Deshaun Watson. But ultimately, I do think it's New York or Miami for him. Yeah, um, the Houston Texans have shown pretty clearly that they don't care what their players think uh, or what their players want. And the owners negotiated uh, basically a, a, an impossible fortress of anti-holdout uh, clauses into this new CBA that the players agreed to for reasons just like this one. Like Deshaun Watson basically can't hold out. Um, I don't think he's going anywhere. I think he's going to play in Houston and he's not going to have a choice. And, you know, it is what it is at this point. I don't, I, I don't see the Houston Texans giving into his demands. This is the reason the owners negotiated what they did into the CBA. I could be wrong, um, but at the same time, they're out there saying they want three first, three second round picks and a pro bowler in return. Uh, for one, the Jets don't have a pro bowler to give back. Um, Miami, I, I don't think Miami's going to give up that much draft capital. They've, they've kind of already shown that their, their, their focus is on building the team, not buying the team. And, and I think they'd rather spend one first-round draft pick on another quarterback, double down on first-round quarterbacks, and basically figure out which one of them works and then trade the other one for all of his quote-unquote upside for another day-two draft pick somewhere down the line. Uh, San Francisco, I think, makes a lot of sense, but I don't think John Lynch is going to give up that much capital. I, I, I basically look at this as Houston is going to come back to Deshaun and say, hey, look, dude, we reached out to people. We asked for offers. Nobody's giving us what we think you're worth in exchange. So you're either going to play for us or you're going to lose a whole bunch of money while you're not playing um, and you're getting one year older. So at the end of the day, man, I think Deshaun Watson's Houston Texan, whether he wants to be or not. And the thing about Deshaun Watson that the Houston Texans know, he's not going to go out there and lay an egg on purpose. He's going to go out there and quarterback the Houston Texans to the best, the best of his ability, which is actually just going to hurt him, uh, to be quite honest with you. Maybe a year or two down the line, you know, I mean, they'll, they'll give, the, the Houston Texans will give. But I think that this is going to be the time where the Houston Texans basically enforce that clause of the CBA and force Deshaun Watson to, into an unwinnable situation. I will be stunned if Deshaun Watson is a Houston Texan in 2021. Um, absolutely stunned. I, I, I think it has reached – that relationship has reached toxic levels. No, it has. It and, has, but it has and, been like to to tell Deshaun Watson, yes, you can have a say into who we hire, and then blatantly not take anything he said into consideration. Like that relationship has been toxic. Um, it's just becoming public. But that's what I'm saying. Like that's where I'm coming from on this. I don't think the Houston Texans right. care what Deshaun Watson thinks. I I don't think they can keep him in the building. They have to separate. I I and I'm not saying you're wrong because we've seen something like this happen before in other sports, but I honestly will be stunned if he is a Houston Texan. Finally, David, Aaron Rodgers, uh, he had some interesting comments following the NFC Championship loss. Look, I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going anywhere, and I really think that his comments about his future being uncertain, uh, it's being a little overblown because we have two weeks in between, you know, championship weekend and the Super Bowl and people need something to talk about. Um, honestly, Matt LaFleur might be pretty happy that Aaron Rodgers said that because it took a little heat off him for a really bad fourth and goal call to uh, kick a field goal. Not that that wasn't talked about, but Rodgers' comments were talked about even more. 
I just don't see a scenario where Rodgers isn't a member of the Green Bay Packers next season. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers is a troll man. That's that's all he was doing. So he knows exactly what he did. Um, I'm very excited to hear Aaron Rodgers Tuesday on the Pat McAfee show because you know McAfee's going to ask him about that. And I will say this, kind of like how Tom Brady's personality has come out since he came to Tampa and uh, you know he's having he's having a little bit more fun. He's a little more himself. He's involved in the social media. He's out there, you know, trolling refs with with high fives. Um, Aaron Rodgers does let his personality shine a little bit on that McAfee show. He's not this robotic guy that we see in in press conferences. Um, so I'll be interested to hear what uh, what he has to say about that. And your boy AJ Hawk is always part of those interviews because you know he's on that show as well. Yes. Aaron Rodgers is a troll. Don't believe anything he says. Jeez. <laughs> uh, All right. Well, David, we are out of here. Uh, the solo episode will be moved over to tomorrow, but there might be a guest for a brief moment in time. Uh, as long as we can get that all lined up. Thank you to all of our continued callers. We still have more voicemails that we haven't gotten to. This is going to end up being an all-week thing. We're going to have to sprinkle in these voicemails all throughout the week because we just have so many, and we want to try. You guys take the time to call us and and share your thoughts and your questions and your emotions with us. We want to show you the same respect that you have shown us by calling in and trying to play as many of these as possible so thank you to all of our callers especially dorian and peter that phone call could not have been easy for either one of you but we thank you for your respect and being men of your word until then please check out everything going on over at bucksnation.com and make sure you're following along on twitter at locked on bucks at jrco underscore bucks at harris 82 and at bucks underscore Nation. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands, be good to each other. And we thank you so much for joining us right here at Locked on Bucks.